This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Whitmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlick. Who here hasn't been to space? Don't throw up in my ship. I will try not to. And the one thing I will say I noticed, Johnny, mm-hmm. last week we recorded on a Friday um, because Sunday was, what was Sunday? Easter. Easter. It was last Sunday. Um, and the thing I noticed last Sunday is my intro was a little bit off from what it usually was. They didn't say, what's up, what's up, real MVPs. I know, I said, what's up, what's up, real MVPs. I didn't say fellow man-child Johnny Carlick. I just said, I'm here with Johnny Carlick. And re-watching it, I was like, that just sounds weird. It sounds weird without the fellow man-child. I'm here with Johnny uh, Carlick. Hi. Yeah, and it was, this time I had to do it up. I had to go back to, I, I think it's a Sunday thing. Like, Friday night, I'm not used to calling you. The fellow man child, although mm-hmm. you are always the fellow man child. But we are here, Rick and Johnny Podcast, where we're talking about TV, movies, basically entertainment, comics, superheroes, everything under the two nerdy sons. And before we get into everything today, first off, patreon.com backslash most valid podcast link down below in the description is how you help us. Our big goal getting a new studio. So every dollar we raise on Patreon this year goes towards that goal. We have a bronze, silver, and gold membership that gets you things like being on the podcast to talk about topics, picking podcast topics, and then also an exclusive podcast called the MVP Podcast a month early before everyone else. You get a graphic conversation a week early this week's for patrons only will be Hellboy. Um, Seed of Destruction, I want to say. Sure. Was volume one, but episode two will be live for patrons this upcoming Friday. Um, and then also cool things like access to the MVP Discord and cool shit like that. Number two is please go over to Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I know you guys have Apple IDs. Make sure to give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star rating. It really, 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 really helps us out and gets us into the ears of more people. But today, we're continuing an Avengers Endgame discussion that I will say spoilers for in the Endgame discussion. Just going to say it now. I'll probably say it again before we get into it. Then we're going to talk Dark Phoenix. There were reshoots, especially for the end. The complete climax of the movie was changed. And then number three, a live-action Rugrats movie is in effect. It gets its director. Is it a good idea? We're going to talk about that to end the podcast. But Johnny... Let's dive into our Avengers Endgame topic for this podcast. I will say it again. If you have not seen Endgame, please see Endgame first before watching this. This will be riddled with spoilers the whole way you have been warned. And then number two, if you haven't checked out our review of Endgame, check that out also. This is kind of a continuance of that. It's not a review, but it's a topic that I didn't want to put in the review. So we're doing it here on the podcast as its own standalone topic but johnny we've got a ton of things to kind of go over with endgame of how it affects some of the different mcu movies and disney plus series the first one i want to look at though is i'll let you decide do i look at guardians 3 first or doctor strange 2 
Since you're making me choose between two, let's do Doctor Strange 2 first. So here's the big thing with Doctor Strange 2 of why people think it's going to affect the movie coming forward. Okay. If it is happening after Endgame is all said and done, there's no more Time Stone. The Time Stone has been destroyed. That has been Doctor Strange's ultimate weapon in defending us. From the forces of evil. From Dormammu specifically. From Dormammu specifically. What do you think this means, Endgame, because of that, means for Doctor Strange 2? Shit. Um, Johnny's like, I didn't think about that. No, I I just, I don't know because, I mean, now he's got to find a new way to fight off Dormammu. Mm -hmm. Do you think Dormammu comes back in Doctor Strange 2 then? I think they're. It's or gonna, is he still stuck in a time loop, even though the time stone is? I think he, I don't think he's stuck. No, the only way he was going to be stuck in a time loop is it because the time loop was going to be him kind of killing. That's right, and then Doctor Strange says, "Leave or I or can do I this keep, all day." He's like, "Leave or I leave us in a time loop." Yeah, because so this he, will keep happening. So he left instead of being in that time. Exactly, loop. it was either the time loop or you leave us. But now Doctor Strange can't do that again. Exactly. So. He's going to have to definitely hone up on his skills as mm-hmm. a master of the mystic arts. Yeah. And become the Sorcerer Supreme. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if he's even... Con- There's nothing that's in the movies that stated he is the Sorcerer Supreme yet. The only thing we know is that in Endgame, the Ancient One told Bruce he's supposed to be the... Best the, of them all. The best of them all. Um, which he had... No, he has... In Infinity War, he called himself the Sorcerer Supreme. Did he? But I don't know if he's just saying that as a title or if he is truly the Sorcerer Supreme. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like, you can say, hey, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I don't, know if, really... I don't know if he has, like, the official title. I know he's called himself has, that, but... Has he reached his final form is basically what we're <laughs> that, saying. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess this will be, like, a whole um, mm-hmm. getting to that point. And, they, I mean, it might be more of a uh, Mordo... Going up against yes. Mordo. Well, that's he was teased at the end of Doctor Strange one, stealing magic from other magic users. Yeah, and I mean that's the big thing with Doctor Strange though is with the Time Stone. What other tricks is he going to have up his sleeve? Like what? What could be the big crutch now that the Infinity Stones are gone? He doesn't have his easy out, so he's probably got to hone up on like i said he's got hone up on all his other magics Mm -hmm. he's gonna have to like actually go and get have true magic talent to get himself out of this one yeah instead and that's the biggest part like i can whoop and it's gone exactly he can't just do that now he's actually Mm got to like put up a full-on fight he's gonna have to i wonder if there's maybe going to be a I wonder if possibly a team up with mordo Mm -hmm. because she kind of stated you two balance each other Mm -hmm. and he's Go ahead. So what if, like, this is the, hey, he's got, like, maybe this is a movie where he's trying to track down Mordo because he's... Trying to bring him to the good side, basically? Maybe either bring him back or just bring him in at least and go... Because he's stealing magic from people. Like, he's stealing other people's magic to mm-hmm. overall, their ability to use it. Yeah. Like, the one guy was using it to function. Yeah. The guy that we saw in the in Doctor Strange scene, 1. Where it was, like, he was using it to function and people were like, holy shit, how did you... Heal from so fast. Like, I didn't was, heal. That's why he healed was because he was using magic to just be, to be able to walk and play yeah, basketball again. Exactly. So it's like, well, 
he steals it and maybe like Doctor Strange is hearing some of this stuff mm-hmm. and going, well, okay, we need to figure out what's going on because these guys use use magic. All of a sudden, they're back to whatever problems they had before. Mm-hmm. And then like the over that's the overarching one. And all of a sudden, some underlying part of it with Dormammu is coming about. And and all in all, it ends up being, hey, we kind of. We, you and I are not going to see eye to eye. We are enemies, but we have to team up mm-hmm. to at least kick Dormammu out for the time being. And the thing I'm looking at, too, is one of the things, of course, this is from a little bit over a year ago. This is mm-hmm. from the end of March, beginning of April of 2018. Um, but it's still relevant to the Doctor Strange discussion is so see Robert Cargill who wrote Doctor Strange with Scott Dickerson, um, he spoke a year ago um, in a Q&A following a screening of the movie in Austin, Texas. So this was right around the time Doctor Strange was coming up. Mm-hmm. During the Q&A, and I'm getting this from movieweb.com, um, during the Q&A, Cargill spoke a bit about where they want to go in Doctor Strange 2 and says Nightmare will be I a did villain. Forget about Nightmare. Nightmare is one of the major foes of Stephen Strange in the world of Marvel Comics, and according to Cargill, he and Dickerson are committed to bringing him into the fold if they get to make a sequel, which now we know mm-hmm. um, the sequel is coming. Some other quotes that they have from him are, Marvel movies work in threes. Um, they also work outside of their threes. Some of the better Marvel films have more than one villain in them. Me and Scott have not laid the groundwork for it, but what I can say is that I have a feeling that whatever Nightmare is involved with, Baron Mordo being somebody who considers himself the defender of natural law will have something to do with it. He also said, for those of you who have ever read the comics, you know that Baron Mor- Mordo um, has a very particular arc, and that's and that's something we discussed to um, Chiwetti, who is the guy who played um, Mordo in Doctor Strange 1, while working on the first movie. And part of the reason he wanted to play Mordo was because he has a definitive ending as a character, and it's such a fascinating ending. And I do know that whether we're attached or not, that Marvel plans on working towards that ending and fully realizing Mordo as more than just a cardboard cutout villain, but actually taking him to kind of a Loki level of awesomeness. That's the goal with him. So really, I know this is over a year, a little bit over a year old, but could that still be the plan after Endgame? To have kind of a Mordo nightmare kind of a situation going on with Doctor Strange. It could be that. I was also looking up other villains. Mm-hmm. Um, that Mordo, one of them apparently is Lady Death. That one I didn't think would be. Uh, I don't think they'll do because like the they other. didn't do that but, with Thanos. No, they didn't. But Mephisto is one. Yes. Um, and here's one that would be cool because it could be another crossover with Thor and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Enchantress. Ooh. That would be cool because they're talking... F- Thor 4, so yeah, we'll, Hemsworth is still in the universe. He's, we'll get to Thor, though. I know. Thor might have a big part in a different movie. Too. I know, but what I'm saying is 
Thor could have like cameo in this one somehow mm-hmm. or something because what Hemsworth uh, an article I read the caption and, for I didn't get to read yet kind of uh, they have so far they have mm-hmm. that magic bond yeah that kind of well because Doctor Strange drives their movies over together because Doctor Strange cameoed in Thor Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok but what I'm tr- uh, saying is uh, mm-hmm. Thor could cameo in it or they could have like the kind of Hulk Thor team up where it's not until halfway through the movie mm-hmm. but. Oh, excuse me. Um, it's all that Mountain Dew. It is all that <laughs> Mountain Dew. Johnny's like, I drank a full Mountain Dew during the end game review, and now I am gassy. Pardon me. Um, no, is uh, where was I going with that? Now, um, you were going with oh um, Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, I just read. I didn't read the article yet, but I saved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the beginnings. Like he said, and this was a recent article now, uh, that he wants to. He will play Thor until the MCU kicks him out. Mm-hmm. So we'll get as much Thor as he's will like they're willing to do. So like Thor cameos. There's uh, Tessa Thompson talking, uh, promoting or uh, pitching. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. A Thor four film is she not? Yes. So yeah, from what Tessa Thompson and I said this last week, I'll have to pull it up. Uh, Again, it was a Screen Rant article. Um, yeah, because now everyone is talking about, because the first thing was Tessa Thompson said that um, Takawahiti is on to direct and write Thor 4. Um, don't know when it's going to happen, but she kind of threw that little Easter egg out there. Now the big thing is Thor is, well, is he going to be in Guardians 3? Yeah, after what we saw as well. But let's put a bow on this Doctor Strange before we move into mm-hmm. Guardians Three. The big thing with uh, Baron Mordor that I like, or Modo, um, that I like with this is the kind of character arc they talk about because we kind of gotten so like he's already done his tutelage. The Doctor Strange part of his arc, we already went through with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'm kind of stuck on is, have we seen the Dormammu part? Was that the ending of Doctor Strange? Where here it says, Dormammu also employed Mordo as a pawn to try and enter Earth. He sent Mordo and his minions to attack the Ancient One. That was not, like, they did that, but it wasn't Mordo. It was... Um, Caecilius. Yes. Like, they changed who it was. Like, mm-hmm. that would still be considered... Doctor Strange 1, am I correct? Yes. The other thing that I kind of um, think of is, could we get a point where Modo, Mordo, wow, why is that so hard for me to say? I have no idea. Is working with Nightmare, and there is a part in the comics where Mordo took over the identity of Doctor Strange when the original was powerless during the battle at the Sanctum. Here's what I'm throwing out. Hmm. What if, what if this takes place, it starts off taking place during Endgame, like during the five-year absence of Doctor Strange, where, and this is how you play it in, how the Avengers don't know about this, because there's so many less people, what if Mordo impersonates Doctor Strange a little bit here, a little bit there, just for 
when he needs to. Mm -hmm. Like, not like, hey, I'm going to make a big spectacle, draw eyes on me, but, like, impersonates Doctor Strange to do stuff during that time. Then Doctor Strange comes back after the Battle of Thanos and then has to deal with Mordo and Nightmare. Of, like, great, I have to deal with them without the Time Stone. Yeah, maybe it starts off as a story of him keeping natural law, Mm -hmm. kind of somehow stumbles upon Nightmare. Yeah. Makes a deal with him. Mm-hmm. Say, um, for whatever, maybe, um, it's like as soon as he finds out Doctor Strange is back, yeah, he stumbles upon Nightmare, makes a deal with him saying, mm-hmm. Help me get rid of this guy who fights natural law, yeah, who, yeah, fights against natural law, not knowing that the time stone is gone because mm-hmm. he still would think that, hey, he's got the time stone, exactly. Until whenever he finds out or something. But still, he's like, you've broken natural law. This is done and over with. It is what it is. You've done it now. One I found interesting, another villain he has. um, And not that they would do it, but it would. Dracula is one of his villains. Yes. And now it introduced Blade. Yes, it would. Because they do want to do. A Blade movie. Well, they want to do a Blade movie, but they also have. And this is the interesting thing. So they have the deal with Sony for Spider-Man, right? Yeah. The question I throw out with that is, if Marvel wants to do Blade, if the Morbius movie does well, is do Sony and Marvel come up with another like another bond of like, hey, we're going to do another partnership. We're going to do a Blade movie, and Blade is hunting Morbius. They could probably do that eventually, but they have to, like, introduce the... And this wouldn't be a bad way to go about it. Because let me see really Even quick. if, like, you introduce Dracula in, like, uh, the first third of the movie mm-hmm. and make that, like, the, the arc and just, like, have it, like, him mention Blade. So, hey, Blade's in the universe now, guys. Yeah. Um. Let me see really quick. So, Blade film... Let's see. Um, yeah, New Line Cinema was the one that, but that was years old. Yeah, it's um, old. The only thing I wonder with it, and it depends on if the rights have changed at all. Um, let's see, New Line Cinema. Yeah, but is New Line Cinema under the Sony brand is what I'm wondering, or are they their own thing? Nope. New Line Cinema was a pop property of Warner Brothers, um, which I don't think Warner Brothers has the rights to Blade Mm-mm. anymore. Um, the question that I would have with it is because I think it was, oh, what movie was it? I think it was Blade 2. They did a reference, or was it Blade Trinity? One of the ones at the end, they were originally going to do a reference to Morbius and have him be the villain. Mm-hmm. Was because at the end of the movie, they're on, like, the roof, and it was originally supposed to be he looks across, like, to another roof, and Morbius is standing there. And then, like, boom, Morbius is gone. Kind of like a, oh, that's the next baddie for Blade to go after. So that's why I bring up the maybe, like, that's a Sony thing, but I don't know. I don't know if Blade is under the Marvel umbrella or the Sony umbrella is basically I think what it's I'm Marvel because I thought Marvel was talking about rebooting I it. I think so. I think you might be right. Um, but half the time I'm wrong about all these uh, these um, kind of links to everything. 
Let's see. Because like we talked about in the Endgame review, we do need some fresh blood anyways, especially if you want to do like any storyline in that five years. Because mm-hmm. Cap is gone, yeah. obviously. Um, Endgame, we didn't really talk about that, but Old Man Cap. Old Man Cap, Tony's gone, and mm-hmm. so is Widow. Yeah. Um. So we do need some new blood. Doctor Strange would be one of them. The kind of He's now kind of like the Tony Stark I would resident. Go with that, the yeah. older guy, like... The older man in the room, kind of, um, with all the young kids. Goatee bros. Yeah, basically goatee bros. Um, anything you think that we need to do with Doctor Strange 2 before we no, move on No, we can move Guardians. on to someone else. So, Guardians is the big one. And the reason why it is the big one is the end of Endgame. We have a new cast. Gamora's still not there. Mm-hmm. Peter Quill obviously wants to search for her, is using the computer to try to see if she is somewhere. Somewhere he can try and get her back. Thor is now on the ship. So now it is Drax, Groot, Rocket, Mantis, Thor, and Peter Quill. Yes. My first question for you is how much of a role does Thor play in Guardians? And are they only putting Thor in Guardians so that the Guardians have a fighting chance against Adam Warlock when he hatches? I think that would be a good way of going about it. Thor would give them the the edge, and maybe like not the edge, but enough to fight back. Yeah, so that they're not just decimated once Adam Warlock becomes exactly because they don't they have a powerhouse to to fight what mm-hmm. he's supposed to be. Yeah, so that would be a good way to go about it. And maybe this would be like, maybe the fight with Adam Warlock, and maybe obviously you and I have talked about this before. There's going to be a turnaround at some point. Mm-hmm. Adam Warlock's going to want to join the team instead. Yeah. And maybe it'll be that, that he's going to help them get Gamora back. Or he's going to say, I know how we can get Gamora back. Here's the thing. For you. And I want to ask you this. And then that would set Thor onto a new path of, I'm okay, I'm going to leave the team then and yeah, go and do my own thing. He And then he branches off into Thor 4. Exactly. Um, here's the question I want to ask you, though, is... So Peter Quill searching for Gamora at the end of Endgame, I feel is saying that Gamora's not going to be forgotten. Like, it's not like, oh, she's dead and we're never going to see Gamora ever again. Mm -hmm. My question is, because in the comics, Adam Warlock has a strong connection to the Soul Stone. Yeah. And also in the comics... Adam Warlock, like in Infinity Gauntlet, which we read, it was Adam Warlock, Gamora, and and Pip Pip the the Troll troll. traveling together. So does Marvel play that and say, okay, one, Adam Warlock, although he doesn't have the stone because the stone is dead, still has the power to communicate with the soul world? Like, because the soul world Maybe, is still there. What if they have to search out Pip the Troll in order to do that? That way Maybe. you kind of got the roundabout. Because Marvel tends to like to do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they they, they introduced Eitri even though we never had hell or high water of him. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that it was, the hammer was made from the heart of a dying star. That's the most we got yeah. in any other movie. Because my question I was going to ask is, do you think in Guardians 3, let's say, I don't know the where, like... I don't know how we get to it, Mm -hmm. but I know the storyboard lineup of basically Adam Warlock has some connection to the soul world because of that can bring Gamora back to the world of the living. However, he brings her back as like an evil Gamora that's on his side. So like it's a guardians have to basically while fighting Adam Warlock 
you get that kind of psychological mess up with Peter of like, I don't want to hurt you, but I can't because you're under some type. It's almost like a brainwashing thing or like Maybe. a mind control of like you're Gamora, but you're not the Gamora I remember kind of a thing. But you're not even the Gamora from 2014. I don't want to hurt you, but I'm in a fight with you and I might die if I don't. What if this instead, um, like the first act is whatever they're doing and then introduce um, Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Second act is kind of the fight with Adam Warlock. The first fight with Adam first Warlock. First fight with Adam Warlock. Because he like kicked their ass the first That'd time. That'd be like between act one and two is yeah. where he kicks their ass. Uh-huh. Then act three or two is kind of like the in, always that in between of making the plan. We need the, the extra, the extra whatever. Oomph. Yeah. They do whatever they need to do. And then the four Thor gets a third weapon. Third weapon. He gets the belt. <laughs> yeah, he gets the belt. Which I will say, um, shoot, I forgot to say this during the end game review. We did have a commenter on our final predictions say that the belt was mentioned in Spider Man Homecoming. Was it really? Yes, because remember oh, that's right. I forgot when about that. They were packing everything up. Oh, and Cap's new shield. Oh, and that Thor Thor's belt. Like he tries to say it. Try, like, yeah. Thor's belt. Um, so it was mentioned. I in, forgot about Tony's that. Tony's got it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but Tony's had dead it. now. Um, <laughs> Tony had it He's somewhere. got it somewhere. Um, I don't know where all that shit went. Tony doesn't have anything anymore. Yeah. Well, he, he had it. Uh, now, <laughs> Morgan has it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Pepper has it until Morgan grows up, then it becomes Morgan's. Um, Happy probably knows where it's at. Probably. Exactly. Like, yeah, Happy knows where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could, like, the belt is there. Yeah, um, it's in the universe. I forgot about it. that. I And I'm going to look up while you're talking who exactly so I can give them some love yeah. for commenting that. Um, oh, what I was saying. So it's going to be like Act 2 is going to be the whatever they need to do to beat Adam Warlock. Or in this mm. case, it's going to be like something that kind of flips it. And like because in between Act 2 and 3 and then Act would be um, kind of. The fight, second fight with Adam Warlock, and then ending it where Adam Warlock turns to their side, sort of. Zion Floss. Floss. It's Z Z Y A N Foss. F O S S. So Z Zian Foss. Zian Foss. He was the one that said. Well, thank you for that. I forgot. They talked about the belt and homecoming, so it's probably already in the Avengers base. And Thor just doesn't know because he has been in space for so long. That's what he said. And I saw that and I was like, that's a good point. Well, I thank you. I about forgot that. about that. Um, but go ahead with what you just said. Yeah. Again. So like the the third act would be kind of a um, combination of, hey, we're going to have our second fight with Adam Warlock and kind of start time loose ends, have Adam maybe turn on um, – the what what was the the sovereign? Yes, you almost said the ancient one because that's what I was thinking. I didn't say the ancient one. Oh, I just couldn't remember I what they were thinking, called. Oh, the ancient one. And I'm like, nope, that's Doctor Strange. Nope, he's gonna turn. Yeah, the probably turn on the sovereign and whatever other villain that they, whatever villain they decide to throw in there as well, maybe mm-hmm. to be the overarching villain. Yeah, because I mean, um, it was ooh, Guardians one was Ronan, mm-hmm. Ronan, but Thanos being the puppet master. Yeah. Um, then in number two, it was um, Peter's dad, Ego, the Living Planet. But also the Sovereign. But also the Sovereign. Yeah. Um, 
because they were at the beginning, and then obviously that's what they used for the. Well, yeah, they also had the plane battle, where they all died. Arcade, yeah, the arcade, and then they for this one. I'm trying to think. Do we know who the villain's going to be? Or? I heard nothing about that yet. I know it's going to be mm-hmm. ba- what it seems like. It's going to be a, a search for Gamora. Yes. It's going to be because for all we know, I don't know if there's a Thor, Thor Guardians crossover villain. There could be. Um, the thing I I'm, feel like it's obviously got it. So it's going to have a sovereign Adam Warlock tie-in. It's going to be mm-hmm. a search for Gamora, and then yeah, I should probably have been looking these up. The thing that I just want to throw you this question, and this has been going on in my head while we've been talking about this. If they find a way to bring Gamora back in whatever way because of Adam Warlock, are you going to be upset in a way? Because it's like, really? Like, so we're just erasing what um, Thanos did to Gamora. We're we're erasing then maybe the sacrifice that Nat made because that means that Nat could possibly be brought back. Would you rather it be Peter Quill finds out that Gamora is gone and there's no way of getting her back? Or do you want her to be brought back in some way because of Adam Warlock's connection to the soul world? I want almost kind of want that. I wanted to like make it like a um uh, how do I put this? Mm-hmm. Maybe they have to like I said earlier, maybe seek out Pip the Troll at some point in the movie to help them do that. Mm-hmm. And because I, I, I want Thor to be there to, if he sees that Gamora gets brought back because she was taken into the soul stone, it's going to, he's going to maybe think I could bring Nat back. I could bring every, my fan, like everyone that got decimated, maybe even bring everyone that got decimated back. There's also going to be the Inhumans movie that happens before this. Yes. Which we did technically see. Did we technically see a version of the Inhumans in Guardians One with the the big tall purple thing with the huge oh, mace? Not, those aren't the Inhumans. Those are the uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Eternals. The Eternals. The yeah. Eternals. That's I think I'm that's thinking. one of them. Yeah. Like, because that movie is going to happen before Guardians Three. Because Guardians Three is like what twenty twenty three. We're thinking. Yeah, and here's the other one. That here's another one. I forgot that. Um, could be um, a villain towards uh, the Guardians. Go ahead. Any Eternal or Celestial. Basically, that's why I'm saying like the I'm Eternals saying more, movie could more so Celestials it. because yeah. it's going to be like Celestial. The, the, some of them might just see it as Celest, them as Celestial killers mm-hmm. and just go, we can't have this. Yeah. Let's see. Adam War. I'm looking right now at like the thing that like rumors that we hope uh is true and rumors that we hope are not. Um, one of them is obviously Adam Warlock having a new role. Um, ooh, I got an interesting question for you, and mm-hmm. this is because of this. Does Marvel at that point, because this movie would be 2022, 2023, after James Gunn is done with Suicide Squad, could they introduce the Fantastic Four with this movie? Or is that way too much for one movie? Or is this just the, hey, it's number three, let's fucking just end the, like, let's end the arc with these characters. Focus on the Guardians. Because their arc is basically, it was not tied down after Endgame. Like, it was one of those, 
still left open because obviously we have Guardians 3 coming up. Yeah, no, I say maybe not necessarily end it. Mm-hmm. You can always like tweak the lineup and maybe mm-hmm. that's why you don't bring Gamora back. Maybe yeah. someone else one or two someone steps away and someone dies. Mm-hmm. Or two people step away and you have like Adam Warlock and you can bring in Cosmo because he's there he's there now. He's mm-hmm. in the universe and um uh, Moon, not Moon Knight. I'm trying to think of uh, Moon Dragon. Was it? Yeah, Moon Dragon is another Guardians of the Galaxy member. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, make sure I, I got that right. It up. Let's see. I think you might be. Yep, you're right. Uh, affiliations: Infinity Watch, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, we have Mantis still. Um, mm-hmm. It says Beta Ray Bill joins at one point, which so. they have teased Beta Ray Bill. They did at um, joining the universe. We already know he's in the universe because of Thor Ragnarok. Yes, we saw him on the. Um, he was one of the champions. Thank you, but yeah, I mean, so you can have a few of them stay in it. You mm-hmm. can maybe. Um, like handed over to Starhawk. Um, yeah, I do think Alita Orgo was also introduced, but you can throw in a Moon Dragon. I'm gonna make this prediction for Guardians Three. Okay. Um, I don't know if Rocket and Groot leave. I think they stay, but I think that for sure Quill is done, Drax is done, Gamora is done after three. Gamora, if she's even in three, like if she comes back from the soul world, mm-hmm. is done after. Because Peter Quills is interesting because I don't know if Chris Pratt is one of like, hey, I'm done after three. Um, but with Drax, I do think that Batista might, might be, be done. done because we're seeing him do like. He's doing other movies now. Mm-hmm. It's he not just to, the Marvel movies. He's starting to slip into other movies and starting to do more and more of those. He's, so he's he might want to tr- step out and like, hey, I want to do other movies for a while. Basically, how do you become The Rock? You don't stay typecast into one character exactly. for your entire career. Um, Marvel was basically his stepping stone um, to becoming the actor mm-hmm. that he is. Because I think he's going to be in the new Dune movie. That's what I'm I heard, not mistaken. yeah. Um, but, like, we see him in movies like Stuber um, that's coming out this year. Also, that movie um, that we saw where he's a CIA spy. I, and Yeah, I forgot what it was called, too. I forgot that one, but, like, Stuber was the one with him in the Uber yeah. um, driver. Um, but that's why I think he's not going to be there. And no Pinder, like, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and that's why if Gamora, if Peter leaves, Gamora's done because, like, there's no. I almost want to see Gamora come back just to just like, to be with Quill, just to drive a story for Thor now, Thor four. Okay. Because it's like Thor. I feel like that would set up in Thor's head if they can bring Gamora back. I can bring my people Asgard back. back. I can bring Asgard and I can bring my people and maybe mm-hmm. even Asgard back. Do you think Adam Warlock takes over the Guardians at the end? of Maybe. Because you'll still have Mantis. I think Ma- Mantis, Mantis might stay and Rocket so will. and Groot. Yeah. Because Rocket, that's his family. Yeah. He's Rocket's not going to leave, and Groot's going to stay with Rocket. Yeah. I think Mantis really has nowhere to go now. So mm-hmm. you have Adam Warlock step in and maybe even maybe an inter- uh, bring in Cosmo. Maybe they pick him up at some point. Because he's in the universe. He's in the universe. He is also a Guardians member at some point or mm-hmm. another. And then maybe somehow introduce a Moon Dragon mm-hmm. or someone else just to kind of tie it all together. One of the last— I, mean, I, I keep saying Moon Dragon. I know there's other characters, but she's the one that, like— 
I'd like to see. So I've got two things I want to throw out now. Okay. So we're putting Guardians away. Um, I've got one more movie I want to unpack because Spider-Man Homecoming, we that's not one where that one's so far in post-production where it's like I kind of feel like that was planned with Endgame, where it's kind of mm-hmm. like the tag to Endgame. Yeah. Um, this is its after credit scene. Basically. <laughs> here's the last movie I want to mention. Black Panther 2. Yes. The question I want to throw out to you is because Okoye is the one to have the conversation with Nat about the earthquake, and Nat's obviously dead. Mm-hmm. Do we see in Black Panther 2 a Namor crossover? Do we see a battle between Black Panther and Namor? I think that would be a fantastic way to introduce Namor. Mm-hmm. Uh, making him in, bringing him into the universe. Because they do have a little spat with each other mm-hmm. throughout the, some of the comics, yes. from what I and, remember. And what you could do, and this is why I want to see that. Mm-hmm. So after, so Mark and I read... Avengers versus X-Men for um, a graphic conversation. Yeah. And I'm going to throw it out again because I got to give him um, his props. It was a fan recommendation. Um, I want to give him his props here on the podcast. That was Addison. Excuse me. um, At a at a underscore O-U-E-L-L-E-T-T-E 31. Um, but Addison was the one that last year was like, hey, you guys should read Avengers vs. X-Men. So we read it. And spoilers for that, by the way. So if you want to read it, pause, come back to it. Um, but I'm going to spoil Avengers vs. X-Men right now um, to make my point. But mm. in that, before that happens in the comics, they reference that Namor and Black Panther of a history. Also, you know what they could do now? They could have they could introduce Storm before she becomes an X-Men because guess who marries Storm in the comics? Black Panther. Black Panther. They could do that whole storyline if they want to too. And bring that around but first. The thing I like about having Namor and Black Panther go at it in a Black Panther 2 if they can get the rights to Namor cuz I think Namor is either universal or I think he's universal. I think we decided. He'd be like in it from Hulk because I know he was yes, universal at that's first. that's right. I th- thought that's what we determined that's when we talked one about one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons they aren't doing solo Hulk films anymore. Exactly. But if they can get Namor, do him with Black Panther because then I'm really on board for the next crossover movie to be X-Men versus Avengers because in that movie, Namor, because – the dark the phoenix comes back mm-hmm. and kind of possesses some of the x-men there's like six of them that it possesses one of them is namor and what does namor do with the power of the phoenix just destroys wakanda lays waste to look wakanda to where it's like it was like on and he just demolished the entire wow. like city the entire place of wakanda and if they did a Black Panther 2 already having that precedent, that could just build in an Avengers X-Men kind of movie. Yeah. That makes me, like, do that in Black Panther 2 so we can get Avengers versus X-Men. Because I, I was already on that board when they got the Fox Disney deal done. The only other thing I would want to see is um, 
Oh, what is it? Oh, let me look it up real quick. I, I always, I feel like I always mess his name up. Mm. Um, is it a Black Panther villain? Yeah. Why aren't you showing me? <laughs> it does not give want me his to. give me his damn name. It's one of the main villains that I know of for him. Anyways, um, I'll click on this for now. So I think the intro should be sort of a little spat, like first, make that like the main thing, mm-hmm. but make like the first one the little spat between him and I believe it's goes by. They're not going to show me the name again. Where the hell is it? Um, but uh, Mbaku, oh, uh, White Ape, I think it yes. goes by Mbaku. Mbaku, and I feel like that would be because like. He should like, oh God, how do I say this? Um, that should be like, cause he's probably, I feel like he's the one that's had to run. Mm-hmm. Um, Wakanda. Well, the five, now it's been five years since T'Challa has been gone. Mm-hmm. So he's probably gotten used to a being in charge and B whatever he's needed. And that's going to be the keep going. Yeah. I've got a kind of realization. Yeah, no. So that would be like the, hey, no, I'm in charge now. You've mm-hmm. been gone for five years. I'm now king of Wakanda, and I'm not give, I'm not letting you turn it back to something else. So, question. No. Go ahead. So you know how this is in the end game review we Ma- talked about this? No, I may have a man ape. No, oh, did we talk about this, or did we talk about this in... This segment, I can't remember, but the Fantastic Four. Um, did I bring them up in this segment or the end game? I think end I game. I think in this one. No, did you? Did I? End game. I think you brought was up it? in it. I thought it was an end game. Okay. So basically, my thought process. You brought up going in Guardians, with, too. Yes. As well. That's right. And then we went on the tangent of no, it was end game because I thought of like the pre snap kind of thing. Yeah. And then we brought up the, oh, they could um, have been in space and have been in space and not and... affected by it. But then they would have been affected by it. But um, maybe not realized. the four of them. I like you exactly. said, to add two people into the ship and so, have them get snapped away. Going on with that. Yeah. Take that thought. During that five years of the snap, mm-hmm. Von Doom makes it to Earth and they don't. If that happens, he builds up his um, what nation is he in? Uh, uh, I almost said Sokovia. Latveria. Latveria. Yeah. Um, boom! That could be a villain. They could introduce a Doctor Doom without having to do the Fantastic Four kind of story of like, hey, neighboring country, what the hell is this? Never heard of them before. Oh wait, it's fucking um, Latveria would be kind of Europe though. Would it? Not Wakanda. Not in Africa. I mean, the thing, because here, the article that I'm I mean, they can put wherever they want, but says, I feel like. Um, Dr. Doom uh, has been king of the nation of Latveria, a cruel and proud monarch whose pride is only matched by his hunger for power. Doom is a matter of science and sorcery and will do anything to prove himself superior to any foe. Can you picture what would happen if we got a cinematic war between Wakanda and Latveria? Doom bots versus the army of Wakanda, Doom versus T'Challa in a struggle for freedom. Wakanda has never been invaded as it has always been hidden 
from the yoke of European imperialism, but Wakanda has never met Doom. And this is me going on my own thing. What did Black Panther do after Black Panther opened up Wakanda to the world? So now that it's open up into the world, that means it's open up to invasion as well. That's true. Um, the other two that I wanted to throw out there that I do like from this article I'm looking at is the first one is White Wolf. I think that hmm. would be a cool one because um, it kind of plays a little bit. Um, I mean, the name had already been given to Bucky. In uh, like what it says here, yeah, you think um, I was gonna the say name the has already been given to Bucky, but perhaps there was another White Wolf before Shuri healed Bucky, an angry and weary White Wolf ready to return to protect his sudden vulnerable nation now that Wakanda has revealed itself. And the other one, Baron Zemo. He didn't die. That's true. He's T'Challa still alive. said you were going to pay for your crimes. What if he never paid for them? And now he's back for vengeance against T'Challa. It could be that. I have another one for you, and this kind of plays back into the Namor one mm-hmm. and could actually set up like a battle between Atlantis and Wakanda. Wakanda. Atuma. Yes. So, like, maybe Atuma's kind of like manipulating mm-hmm. Namor. And, like, that's why you got the shift in the plate. There was something else going on. It wasn't just an earthquake. It wasn't just an earthquake. It was, a, like, the start of an attack of some sort. And it, Atuma is manipulating because he hates the surface dwellers. Yeah. And he also knows maybe that, like, obviously since Wakanda opened up, mm-hmm. they've got a shit ton of vibranium. A yeah. very important, a very mm-hmm. good metal to have. Yeah. We can use this to take the surface. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I would... Namor is the number one guy I want. I want name. I, I would love it now that I'm thinking about it. Namor and Atuma. Mm-hmm. Atuma is the legitimate villain, but he the pin pin uh, Black Panther and uh, Namor against each other for the for the first part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna throw out one more for Black Panther. Okay, this is a personal Ooh, one that me. I don't think we'll get. Craven. I was gonna say Batrock the Leaper. No, I want Craven the Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, because but, yes, Ryan Coogler wanted he wanted Craven for Black Panther one, mm-hmm. but apparently Sony, as I'm reading here, Sony kind of got rid of those plans uh, because they own the rights the to all of the it. Spidey villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Spider Man's doing so well, I kind of feel like Marvel could maybe flex its muscles a little bit and say, "Hey, look at what Spider Man's doing." You like having him over here. It's filling your pockets just as much as it's filling ours. Why don't we fill our our pockets more? Let us use Craven and Black Panther too, and that could be something. Then hey, then we're setting that up for a Spidey one as well. The only question is with Craven, if he does not kill T'Challa, because basically it would be a he is hunting T'Challa. He is hunting the Black Panther um, is like his motive. If he doesn't succeed, what then brings him to hunt Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. As much as I like that, like you said, yeah. because of the crossover stuff right now, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen. You're getting giddy. What are I am getting, getting giddy. giddy about? So I thought of one of two things. So the beginning first and then kind of starting to do this again with the, hey, this is the first act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be one of two things. Him taking the throne back from M'Baku. Okay. Or you brought up Helmet Zemo. Yeah. After five years, 
Helmet had to have had to have escaped. Say that again. He's in captivity right now. Yeah. From before the snapture, he's in a captivity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he had to escape somehow. Within those five years. Within those five years. And he wants revenge on T- T'Challa for letting him live. Yeah. When Zemo wanted to kill himself. Yeah. He, and like, he's like, okay. And he's going to maybe go full Baron Von Zemo with the purple mask. That's what I really want. And what would be cool... And this is like it's all just first deck. This is like, hey, and for basically throw. I'm gonna put say throwaway villain. And, it's not gonna be actually like he kills him off, but and get this crossover to a Disney Plus series. We're gonna talk about in two seconds. Mm-hmm. He sees Bucky being Bucky, and it's like, what did you do to my prize? What did you do to my Winter Soldier? Yeah, to where then he hates T'Challa even more. Very true. He it's finds like, out you ruined my plan. You he finds out some way that T'Challa healed Bucky. Yeah, and, like, you got rid of my one chance of, like, getting revenge on all this shit. Yeah. But that would my, be cool. Like, oh, you got rid of my revenge because I wanted to take out Iron Man and Cap. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wanted them to, like, take each other out, not yeah. this Tony goes out and in the style. Thing, and the thing I like about it, too, is even, that off. even if that's the case, you can still have Namor be a secondary villain. I always have Namor be, like, the main thing. And, like, and have, have this, Zemo like, be the secondary? Have, have Zemo be almost, like, I want to say the throwaway, but don't you don't have to kill him off. Yeah. Have it, like, like the beginning of the movie where it's already in the action where he's hunting down Zemo because it's like, the son of a bitch got out. Yeah. And Zemo's hunting him, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's just... That's just part of the first act. First 30 minutes of the first act. Kind of and like, I just want to, I don't even know what I'm sort doing Sort of think here. of uh, the first part of Age of Ultron. Yes. Where they're already in the, the heat You're of something. Right. Yeah. And he's going after each other. And the, here's my favorite part. He goes to pull, draw that sword he's known to have. Mm-hmm. T'Challa goes to, like, because you think he's just going to swipe the sword and cut the, the blade. And it doesn't even scratch the sword. Doesn't cut the blade. It's not vibranium, though. Okay. It's adamantium. Because they can use adamantium because they have the adamantium. Yes, exactly. Holy shit, Wolverine. We brought in adamantium. It's already in the universe now. And then we can see adamantium versus vibranium for the first time in a movie. And it just goes, holy crap. Shink. Holy shit. And T'Challa's just like, why didn't this cut through? Yeah. And then he doesn't know, like, he doesn't have vibranium. It's because Zemo got the adamantium. And he goes, and then you can't have that conversation. Yeah. What is, what is this metal you have? I got my hands on some adamantium. Or I got, I got some tricks of my like they wouldn't just say that. It's like oh yeah, I've got some tricks of my own. Basically saying like or like oh. vibranium isn't the only toughest metal. He, on oh, anymore. here's how I I would see it. So they're standing there. He draws the claws and say, "Just come with me willingly. You have nothing that can help you now." Yeah. He's like, I got a few tricks of my own. He comes running at him. And pulls out claws the sword. out. The sword comes out, goes like that, and the claws just go chink. Talking about Ronin style? Like how yeah, Ronin so, had it in the movie? But not like this. It's yeah. just like he draws the sword and holds it sideways to catch the claws yeah. as they're coming down. More like a chink. It could be like this, too, but yeah. I just feel like it would be his style. I'm just go, thinking chink. like this. It's like the strongness of the arm. I would I would have more leverage like this. Like to hold. I just feel like it's his back. style. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying stylistically his arm's probably tougher than mine, but that's just an awkward position. I should just position. say stylistically, he goes across him. He like pulls the sword, yeah. goes across himself, catches T'Challa, so he can push upward mm-hmm. and just go. And when T'Challa goes like that, just like you said, doesn't not have to say anything. He goes, 
Vibranium is not the only tough metal, or Vibranium is not the only strong metal in this world. Mm. So here's the last thing I want to kind of get into. Yeah. Because um, movies are now aside, Disney Plus series. Yes. The first one I want to mention is WandaVision. And the reason why I'm bringing mm. up WandaVision is apparently Elizabeth Olsen has given us kind of a little bit of a thought process of what it is going to be. Let's see if there's an exact quote. So per variety, um, yeah, I'm just going to read this. So per variety, Olsen recently tweezed WandaVision by revealing that the Disney Plus series will take place in the 50s. This information is based on the streaming platform's live chat with Olsen noting, and here's the quote, there's quite a few other comic books that we're pulling from, and it's going to be Wanda and Vision. They showed us a photo of us in the 50s. For Wanda Vision, Captain Marvel co-writer Jock um, Schaefer um, will serve as the writer, producer, and showrunner. She also co-wrote the upcoming comedy The Hustle with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway, um, along with the upcoming MCU film Black Widow, um, starring Scarlett Johansson in title role. As for Olsen's WandaVision co-star Bettany, he previously received a um, Saturn Award nomination for a supporting performance in Age of Ultron. Most recently, he portrayed um, Voss in um, Ron Howard's Space Western Solo, a Star Wars so story. So, yeah, this is from about, what, three days ago as we're recording this now. What are your thoughts? First off on that, because we have three Disney Plus series now to get through. Your first thought on that, WandaVision, first off that name, WandaVision, um, being placed in the 50s, does that mean this is going to be an alternate reality type thing and Endgame doesn't touch it? That's what I would have to think is um, it would have to be that way because, I mean, what the why would it take place in the 50s? I mean, that doesn't make sense. So I would have to think it's the alternate reality or they just said that and it's like, yeah, one of the storylines so, kind of plays with a 50s aspect type thing for some reason. If it plays with the if it plays with Endgame. I just want to throw this out. Mm -hmm. Not saying they do this. Just want to throw it out there. A, another thing that we learned is that apparently, pardon me, ooh, got the hiccups all of a sudden. Ooh, apparently this is another article on it. It's going to start filming this fall and will be six hours long. So the series in total will be six hours long. So what's that? Um if it's half hour if it's half hour episodes at the least, that means what, two for every hour? So that's a twelve episode mm -hmm. series. Um that means twelve episodes of the fifties. What I'm thinking of if they're gonna tie it into endgame, let me know what you think of this nugget. Yeah. So they rebuild vision. Shuri finds a way to rebuild fill, vi Vision. Rebuilding him. And Wanda and Vision go, we can't live in this world. Well, Wanda finds out from the other X-Men because she says, how did you bring us back? 
they find out how they did it. Avengers? Yeah. She, she asked you said the, X-Men. No, X-Men. She found, well, because I'm thinking in my head that she should be an X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asked the other Avengers, how'd you do it? Just naturally. Um, and finds out what they did. Well, what if her and Vision go, well, we, I don't want to live in this world. Let's go. Let's go somewhere. Let's just go somewhere, not mess with anything. And they use the quantum realm like Cap did. And just they send just themselves back. send themselves to the 50s and they live out in the 50s. And it's them living in that timeline. It's interesting. I'm just wondering where you That's get, if they where tie it story. in to Endgame. Like they don't have to tie this one after these details. Mm-hmm. They don't. Have, this one sounds like it's probably not tied into Endgame at all. I'm just wondering if instead like I don't I don't know. I like how hope, do they get to I the 50s? I would hope 50s. they would. Like, I would how like do they them. get to the fifties? I know. That's I would. I would like. And I'm just wondering if the fifties is the full thing, mm-hmm. or if fifties is just like a one, a one off episode, one thing. off episode, yeah. one to two off episode story. It's arc. just a photo. And it doesn't. Yeah, it's just a photo. It doesn't uh-huh. mean like. Doesn't necessarily mean hey, um, we are stuck in the fifties or we went to the fifties. It could be something just dressed them dressed like they're in the 50s yeah we don't know it could be a one-off episode where they do try jump back because now that's in the universe mm-hmm. and like end quantum up like realm stuff you're talking quantum about? realm stuff for yeah. like just to throw it in there and like something happens in the 50s maybe mm-hmm. cameo with cap or something true or some something but you're saying you're so with the disney i really hope plus, they tie it in with the rest of the mcu do you hope all the disney plus series are tied into endgame i kind of do okay. or just in general and just in the mcu okay. i want it to tie in with the mcu because like jumping over to loki yeah are we is now the loki tv series going to be the loki that we saw escape in the alternate timeline i feel like it is where I'm now it's it like is. he instead of him going to different time periods, it's going to be him going to different places in that timeline messing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Messing with this alternate reality that was created because of the mistake in Endgame. And because he's got it, – it's going to be like from – Because 20... the question was never answered. Yeah. Like they, ne- they left that loophole open. just wide open. And I, maybe they left open for Disney Plus, the, the Loki series. And what would be cool with that is um, start off right then and there. He takes it and where like start off wherever he lands, all bounded up and everything. Yeah, with the 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 and tesseract the, and the thing around the thing his on mouth. his mouth and everything. Have him like land there with the tesseract mm-hmm. and make it like I would make the storyline. I don't remember how many episodes. Because he can't supposed go to be. through time, he can just jump space. to different. He can parts. jump space. Yeah, and it's not like he's going to age much throughout the series, and mm-hmm. it can be it can stretch from twenty twelve to whenever. Yeah, I would make the first. Of it, make it like remember, like I said, Thor's got to clean up his mess mm-hmm. between uh, Avengers and Thor, Ragn- uh, Thor, the Dark World. Yeah, make it that everything he's fucking up, jumping around with the t- the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Do 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 do. But here's the question I have, and this is yet again, this time stuff is just you get so confusing. Mm-hmm. So that happens. A branch was created there. Yeah. Would the same thing, would the Dark World thing still be the same on that branch? So would Thor still have to fix his stuff or because because he's no longer in the main branch? Would that mean in the main branch, the Dark World that we saw 
wasn't the main branch Dark World. It was the second one, but it has to be the main branch because that's where Rocket and Thor went. As my hands are now crossing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say it just, that it does like that part confuse like, and of course with all these Marvel things, it's like, fuck it, it just works. Like they don't yeah. explain it. Like, fuck no, it, it just works. I think it just, I think it's just gonna kind of work itself mm-hmm. out because I mean, like I said, Thor has between Avengers and Thor, mm-hmm. Thor's got to clean up Loki's mess. Yeah, so I feel maybe that's where that all comes down to. Like I, I keep saying. Because interesting enough. The only thing that really messes up now is. Um, doesn't, the, that, doesn't that mess up Infinity War? No. Because he's no longer in our timeline. He dies in Infinity War. Yeah, but he doesn't if, die before that. Yeah. But if Loki. So we're in our original timeline. Yeah. Leads up to where we were in Endgame. Uh huh. If Loki disappears, he's not there to die in Endgame. Doesn't mean he's not there at that point anymore. He's just not there right now. He's not there in 2012. Oh. Doesn't mean it messes up the rest of the timeline. You know what? 100%. Maybe, maybe it doesn't create a branch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe it maybe, That's what I was saying is it kind of just It okay, it the only does, thing, it doesn't create a branch because we're not taking Loki out of like exactly. if we brought him okay. You're not like, taking him out of the universe. We You're brought not taking the him out of the time full stone equation. To our time so that's why it would mess up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So You're it's not, just him, like, instead of him being captured, he's somewhere else on that path. Yeah. Okay. I, now I get it. Now I get it. This, this time stuff, like, Back to the Future taught me something that apparently was not real. Exactly. That Hulk told me was not real. The last one I want to ask you about, because this is the one I'm thinking. So Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I am really hoping now that this is basically post-Endgame. Falcon is Captain America. We get to see him with the shield and everything. And it's him and Bucky basically being the buddy cop. Yeah. No, that's what I want to see. It's, hey, Endgame ended. Falcon is now Captain America. And you know what would be so cool? Like, so awesome? Is at the end of the series, Falcon goes, fuck it, man. I can't do this anymore. And Bucky takes on the That's what I want to see. Because I originally, when he handed the shield... To Falcon, in my mind, I was seeing, I want Bucky to be the cap. I want the the Bucky I want is the one that, and this is because of the first cap. I was stupid. And the first cap graphic novel or comic that I ever read mm-hmm. was part volume two of the series where Cap dies and then um, Bucky takes on the mantle and then Cap comes back. Um, I read volume two first because I'm an idiot. Um, didn't understand how comics worked apparently. Um, but I dove into it and I was like, wait, this is not Cap. Why is he – it's Bucky? Bucky's Cap. This is weird. Like I was thrown off by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that's the first one I read, I want the Bucky that is Captain America Shield – Star on the arm, like the red star, not red star, but like the Captain America logo that he has on his arm because Bucky Barnes is now Captain America. Yeah, you know what? I would like to see that. I want to see the series where the two of them are buddy copping and he goes at the very, like the very end of it and mm-hmm. goes, I- I'm not the super soldier. Yeah. I'll join you in your fight, but I, I can't be Captain America. I physically, it's like, I physically can't be Captain America. Mm-hmm. I do what he does, but slower. Yeah. Um, which 
I am hoping, though, that that takes off right after Endgame, that it's not a different point in the timeline, that it's, no, it's these two guys together. I hope, after. I hope it's after Endgame, all that stuff, and I hope it, it's not, like, a separate from the I, universe I thing. I hope it's them dealing with their shit, too. Can't, mm-hmm. What do we do without Cap? They're both wondering, <laughs> the, what do we do bickering without like, Cap? Bickering like siblings. Basically. Kind of like when, uh, in, um, what was it? Oh, um, Winter Soldier, where, uh, mm. no, it would be, that'd be Civil War. Yeah. Where he goes, can you move a seat up? No. <laughs> no. And Bucky goes, he's in Sam's driving. Hey, can we stop here? No. <laughs> That's how it might be at the beginning. That's how I want it to be, like, the yeah. first three episodes as they start weaning into being mm. partners. But also they have to learn what to do without Cap mm-hmm. actually being there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think anything that we missed with this. Um, no Disney Plus series. I don't think. Oh, um, the only one I'll ask, and this is just a question, is so Black Widow's a prequel, mm-hmm. basically. It's right? got to be unless in Guard. Well, it's coming out before Guardians Three. Yeah, so it's got to um, be so some it's sort of prequel. Be a prequel. Unless it's her in the Soul World. Unless it's her in the Soul World, which I don't know I where that's going like. to play into. I want a, I want a prequel. Same. I basically want what that. Um, Give me the Red Room. Oh yeah, I want that. What that Jennifer Lawrence movie? What was it called? Um, Red Sparrow. Yes. Yeah. Give me... I basically want that, but better. Because that I've was, never seen it, so well, I would know. That was basically we saw the trailer. and It was like, oh, it's Black Widow, <laughs> but just give me Black Widow. Yeah. So basically, give me how she became Black Widow. Um, is give me her as a see. child and then taken into the Red Room, taught in the mm-hmm. Red Room, put out on the world, and then ma- end it with meeting Clint. So another thing, too, Budapest. We get Budapest at the end. Yes. Or would Budapest have to be its own movie? I think Budapest would have, unless they did a prequel where it's the them story of Budapest. To, they would do that. Like, it ends with them getting ready for Budapest. You ready to go to Budapest? Cut. Buddy... Buddy cop film of them getting ready for Budapest. Yeah, because oh, I feel no, 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 like no, 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 no. there. Wait, ba- wait, back. wait, 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 wait. Let me talk. Um, because Marvel's never going to give us Budapest. They teased it. They teased it during Endgame, and then they're going to tease it during the Black Widow movie. Go. Okay, they do. We, we do what we originally said. Have it like before Red Room. Red Room. <laughs> um, stuff after Red Room. Yeah. Meet Hawkeye, and then they're getting ready post credit scene. Yeah. Because they can do that in the black. Yeah, it's a movie, so they can do yeah. that. It's no longer Endgame, so yeah. they can. Do well, they that. could go back to post credit scenes. Yeah. Um, make it her and Hawkeye getting ready for a mission. And he goes, You ready to go to Budapest? Basically. Yeah. And then they never give us Budapest. Never give us Budapest. I would actually really enjoy that joke of like, right? We're just going to mention Budapest. We're going to just never bring up Budapest, Budapest as much as possible. So you want to know something funny, Johnny? Mm. Um, so, total on the recording, do you want to know how long we've talked? Too long. <laughs> Way too long. Um, but right now we're sitting at ele- an hour, 11 minutes, and maybe like six of those minutes might have been like the wow. gibberish beforehand. So think about this. The Avengers Endgame review was like an hour 45-ish. Mm-hmm. This would have tacked another hour 10 almost. Onto the end. We would have been that. longer than the movie. It would have been near close to longer. It would have almost been the same runtime as the movie if we did this segment in the review like I originally planned. Yeah. We would have had a three hour podcast on top of then the because then we would have had to replace this with a different segment. I'm kind of glad we did it this way. Yeah. And kind of broke them up. It's kind of like a part one, part two almost um, to our review. So, how does this affect everything else? <laughs> and 
anything else you think we oh, were mentioning. Oh, shit. I want to see how this is, um, affects the new season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming out. They're is supposed to come out this month. Or it was already supposed to have come out. Cause that's it's how got it, to affect it. It has they to because they always play tie it into in. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's kind of something, too, of like, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies we missed of like, yes, it's going to affect us. But I don't think so. No, like, not. We had no other loose ends left open for movies not that really. are coming I can't think up. of anyone else that like we need no. stuff for right now. Yeah. Because Thor, we, I mean, Thor 4, we... Well, we got to see Guardians 3 first. Exactly. See um, what that's going to happen because he's in there right now. Yeah. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. How do you think of Endgame is going to affect anything else that we see um, from the movies coming after Endgame and the Disney Plus series. Um, let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. And, Johnny, let's move into our next topic. We're technically still sticking with Marvel um, on this podcast, although this film is Fox Marvel. Yeah, but, I mean, kind of loosely now because like they own all that shit. Disney's like, yes, this is ours. We can't find a way to get out of it now. Um, <laughs> we are, it's already done. Which, you know what I will say mm-hmm. um, that just blew my effing mind is, um, let me pull it up really quick. Um, let's see. Maisie. Williams. Williams. So she did an interview a little while ago. Um Yep. So it was the end of March. She did an interview. Um, and Entertainment Weekly had it to where she's frustrated. In an interview with Rolling Stones. Okay. Um, she was frustrated about New Mutants. Um, because according to... So I'm just going to read the article. Um, in a Rolling Stones interview with Game of Thrones actresses uh, Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner, Williams said... Of the pending sci-fi film, who knows when the fuck that's going to come out. Hopefully this interview will make everyone hurry up a little bit. Um, The actress reportedly confirmed reports the film is supposed to undergo reshoots to make it scarier, but it also seems as though the reshoots have yet to actually happen. She added that she recently asked a co-star, Charlie Heaton... Um, what the fuck is going on with this movie? And last month, Williams co-star um, Anaya Taylor-Joy said, it's coming your way at some point. Um, there was also rumors that I saw that apparently it might get kicked to Disney Plus or Hulu and it might become just a television series. Mm. That would be fun. Not. Um but the th- well, if Disney does it, they'll do it right. Well, yeah, no, but like what it is right now, just fuck it. We ain't putting it in theaters. It'll go to Hulu um, or like something like that where it doesn't even make theaters. That would be horrible for that Fox product. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing we're talking about is – Disney dark. don't care. It wasn't their money. Yeah. The thing we're talking about – yeah, they didn't spend money to make it. Um, and anything they get gets split. Um, so Fox is fucked. Um <laughs> But basically what we're talking about is Dark Phoenix. Because first off, there was a Dark Phoenix trailer in our endgame um, screening. Yes. And me, you, and Dave mocked it the whole time. Um, they showed us in the trailer a little bit more of the Phoenix Force. And yes, it kind of looks 
like it is in the comics, where I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough to make me go, yes, I'm excited for this movie. I still think it's going to be a flaming um, pile of dog shit. Um, it's kind of like what Sean said on the fast break this week. Um, he used the analogy because we were talking about a basketball player, and I said, well, maybe a change of scenery would be good for him. Sean's response was, if I take shit and put it in a different room, it's still shit. Um, well, my example here is if I put a hat on the shit, it's still shit. Um, that's what I think of that. Um, according to Entertainment Weekly, though, production on the forthcoming sequel um, actually wrapped back in 2017. Dark Phoenix, we're talking about. However, the film has since gone through a number of reshoots. During that time frame, the setting of the third act climax has gone through significant changes. Reporter Tim Stack explains the filmmakers decided to revamp the look of the Phoenix in post more cosmic and less flamey, according to the director. That looks like it was seen in the trailer. Like I said, it kind of looks cool. Um, Good thing. Kudos to Dark Phoenix for right now. Mm -hmm. And shoot a new third act. Instead of taking place in space, the climax finds all the X-Men kidnapped and on board a military train. So what we have seen in the last few trailers um, of them on the train, which, surprise, that's the third act climax. Um, Totally didn't think that would be in a trailer, but I guess it is. Um, I'm just going to ask you. Um, it says that this this does mark a rather huge change from the comic story, although Kingberg or Kinberg explains this is part of an ambitious vision of the film. And he said, I think the biggest challenge is modulating the film so that we have the big scale and visual effects actions that these movies require, but balancing that in a way that feels calibrated with the drama. You can read the rest in the article down below. Johnny, I just want to get to and ask you the question. Are these reshoots going to make the movie better or worse? My first thought, because I've wait. You asked me before the podcast, do I want your answer now? And I said, no, wait for the segment. So now I get to hear your my answer. Full on, my, my overall answer, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's still going to be a flaming pile no, of no, dog turd. It just doesn't fucking matter. As soon as this is over, mm-hmm. Disney is just going to cut that limb off. Mm-hmm. And say, we're going to do our own now. Yeah, and I mean... Let this thing die. So, <laughs> let it die. Shh, it's okay. Yeah, I mean... It's okay, Fox. <laughs> we're putting the Fox down? <laughs> Put it down. Putting it down to sleep. Um, like, my, my, like my tablet and phone, it both told me at one time, we've put an app to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> We put an app to sleep. The I'm thing, like, what? The thing I just don't get with it. But I mean, is this is like this is a shit situation. I'm just gonna say that this um, is a shitty. This is a shit situation to be because in. like New Mutants is early enough in the reshoots process to where Disney could be like, no, fuck Step that. We're just not gonna. We're just not gonna do that. Um, this film was so far along though that. Well, it was that it's so far along, and number three, it's like what we saw mentioned in the Doctor Strange article I read. This is number three, technically number four. 
Yeah, technically number four. Yeah, technically. Yeah, that's way too many movies. You don't want four. You want three. Look at Star Wars. They gave us three, waited. They gave us three, waited. They gave us three. They're trilogies, not quadruples. Um, even even main Avengers get, usually get three. Bingo. Um, where bingo, X-Men bingo, gave us... X-Men gave us First Class, Days of Futures Past, which really didn't have to fucking happen, um, Age of Apocalypse, and now Dark Phoenix. Am I right? Yeah. Is, is that my thinking? In this se- session, yeah. Like the, first was, two, the first time they gave us three. Because it was the 60s, 70s, 80s, and now the 90s yeah. is what they're going with. Um, this movie, to me, first off... I don't get the decision now to show us the climax scene in the trailer. I wouldn't have known until that article. Exactly. Like, I only know because of this article, because we're doing this podcast. Um, But that's a bold move. Like, Dave would say, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. And my guess is that it's not going to pay off. This movie is going to be bad. This might be... I'm going to look at our movie reviews really quick because we are re- reviewing this movie because it's an X-Men movie. Um, and we do love the X-Men. I do, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Let's see. Even if Wolverine's <sighs> not in it. My worst rated movie so far this year was Hellboy. That was a 2.5. I think that this film could be worse than that. This will be a two or less in my mind. Like, that's what I'm gearing up for. Coming in. I'm not giving a rating until I go see it. That's where I stand. Because your lowest rated is a 3.5. Johnny's on the high end of everything. Johnny will be like, oh, it's a 5. No, I'm kidding. No, I come Johnny will be like, well, it's a 3. I come in without predetermining a score. With me, it's... Except for Endgame. Endgame was 5 as soon as I walked in. With, (laughs) With this one, it's hard for me. Because, like, everything up to this point, when I... When I saw the first trailer, I wasn't excited. When I saw the latest trailer, I was like, okay, there's some cool things here. But overall, I'm not excited um, for this movie. Like Dave said, after seeing, he goes, oh, I forgot how overpowered Pietro is in this universe. Like how overpowered Quicksilver is. I wonder for... um so we got this scene in the trailer where he run, he's running on the debris. I like, how, like how Dave. Dave's like, he's dead now. <laughs> You're in Disney. You're dead now. So he's he's running on the debris towards yeah. um towards Phoenix. I yeah. wonder if we're gonna get a uh, S- Superman flash scene from uh Jesus Justice League where he's running on it and she goes And she turns, yeah. Um and he goes I just yeah, with me oh, I just, with this, I feel like, so, and this has been the ride with me. Like, X-Men First Class, I actually really liked that film. Yeah. I thought it was a really good X-Men film. Um, Days of Futures Past, I'll be completely honest, was not my style. Um, it was just one of those things. That was one, too, where I read the comic, and it was like, after reading the comic, I was like, they're not going to have enough to put a movie around this right because like even the days of futures past comic was like two issues of actual days of futures past they had one issue that was about nightcrawler going through the seven layers of hell and doing dante's inferno yeah that was a complete issue in days of futures past where mark and i were like why the fuck is this in there it was kind of cool 
But what the fuck was this doing in there? It had nothing to do with the Days of Futures Past story. Interesting. Um, so it was interesting. Exactly. It was interesting. Um, to where Age of Apocalypse, it wasn't as good as First Class in my mind, but I didn't hate it. There were things that I was like, okay, that's kind of nah. But I didn't hate it. This movie, I have not liked anything I have seen from it. Um, and after reading Dark Phoenix, because Mark and I are going to do that for this movie um, mm, on a graphic right. conversations this year. After reading it, because I've already pre-read it before we filmed the episode, I get now where they're trying to try like tie things into the comic, but I just feel like the vision's off. We're like, like you said during the Endgame review. And this isn't going to be a spoiler for Endgame, so don't panic. Um, but when we get to the when you get to the climax scene in that, one of our friends said, "Oh, it looks like the comic. It looks like you're reading the comic on the screen how it played out. Looks like you're reading comics, basically. And with with this vision, like when I hear the word ambitious vision, my word, my first thought is no, don't, just don't." Um, because usually if you're the type that has to say, oh, we're being ambitious with it, it's bad ambitious. Like, I mean, do we want, like, do we want it to be like every other Marvel film? No, we don't want every film to be the same, but I just, I feel like when they say ambitious vision, it's going out on a step to like, oh, we got to try to one up ourselves or we got to really do this to one up and it's just going to fall flat. To where it's like, I feel like, what's the words I'm looking for? They're trying to be too, not creative, but they're trying to be too, uh, oh, I don't even, I can't even think of the word. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's like a teacher once told me, keep it simple, stupid. They're trying to do too much, and that's where the ambitious aspect comes in. What are you thinking? Um. Because I've kind of rambled. I try not to. Bit. I try not to have a too harsh of a. I try. Hey, I know. I try not to go in with a score, like I said earlier. Yeah, I'm just spitballing. I know here. you like, are. I can but, see the movie, but you and have an idea, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I try. I'm trying to go in with an open mind, where mm-hmm. I don't want to have like too many pre predictions. Am I too excited for it? Not necessarily at this point. Is it because of the Fox Disney deal, though? Part of it's that. Part of it, like, to me, I know this at this point, this doesn't matter. Because yeah. I think Disney's going to wipe the slate clean mm-hmm. and just restart their own. Yeah, reboot them. Because not to mention, this is the 90s. Um, they're gonna. I don't think they're going to do anything timeline like that. They're going to just set it where they are right now. They want to keep going with their universe. Bingo. So it's like, okay, we need old Pat, I almost said Patrick Stewart. We need old um, Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier. We need old Magneto. We need um, all these ones that are kids right now. We need them to be actual adults. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, and you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna like shit on this one that just yet. This one might be like, for all we know, it might be better than the other ones. And they're just trying not to show too many of the good scenes. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the case because even the train scene, we didn't get a lot from that. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not like what they showed us all was the climax. Yeah, I'm trying to think that it's not. I think try, I would hope they're not too stupid well, to do be- something like that. And I, I think something we did in a previous podcast about this is um, 
like they in a, they brought the script to Feige, did they not? Yes. To say, hey, can you look this over? And I'm gonna look up what he exactly said because I remember us looking at that. And I don't remember if they said they followed all of it, just some of it, or none of it. I thought it was either. I thought it was some of it at least. Hey, let me see. They did better than the first person people that did that. Yeah. So, let's see. Superhero hype. Um, Fox asked Kevin Feige to review Dark Phoenix script. All right. Via comicbook.com, writer and director Simon. Um, Kinberg revealed that Feige reviewed the script and tone for Dark Phoenix. This article, by the way, was written December of 2018, beginning of September 2018. Um, This news comes from Twitter user uh, Lodex, who attended the film's recent panel at CCXP in Brazil. Um, It's doubtful that any cast members... Um, from the current X-Men series will reprise their role once Marvel is in charge. So Feige probably wasn't um, sowing the seeds for any future uh, MCU happenings. It's more likely that he was just trying to help them make the best um, possible move. Uh, Yeah, the best possible move. Feige has also indicated that even when the merger is complete, a new X-Men franchise is still a ways away. Um, This isn't the first time Feige has given his two cents on a Marvel Studios film prior to its release. After the Sony Pictures hack in 2014, emails leaked between Feige and then-Sony chairwoman Amy Pascal. Their correspondence from late 2013 detailed Feige's critiques of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which came out the following summer. Among several notes, Feige expressed concern with the film's overall scene, uh, opening scene as well as the performance of Andrew Garfield and Paul Giamatti. Most of his comments were ignored, and the Spider-Man franchise was later rebooted again. So we don't know what, what X-Men is doing, mm-hmm. but we do know that, hey, Sony asked Feige for help. Feige gave him his two cents. They ignored it. They made a crap movie. So I'm like, hoping... I didn't like The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was kind of like, meh. It was okay. I like the I liked the first one better than the second one. Yes, I'll, I'll agree that. with that. Um, And I'm hoping that Dark Phoenix learned from that. Plus, Paul Giamatti as the rhino? That was really? shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was shit. But I, it's Paul Giamatti. I fucking hated that you scene. You like me from Liar Liar? <laughs> I fucking hated that scene. And I say it and, that harshly because I hated that, that scene. I thought it was dumb. that Kevin Feige didn't really like. Yeah. And they, they, he was right to. That was dumb. I hated it. Hey, I'm Paul Giamatti. I'm the rhino. How often do you hear me actually say that? Never. I hated that fucking scene. <laughs> it was dumb and it was I shit. Hear, I hear vindiction in Johnny's voice for once. I, yes, let the hate flow through you. I seriously, I hated that scene. I thought it was dumb. Give me a hood. I'll I hate Palpatine it. over here. Let the hate flow through You're you. You're inside me. <laughs> But yeah, so Sony, we look at that. And they I'm didn't hoping follow his advice, and it wasn't a great. And movie. I'm hoping they at least took some of his advice. So if you had Feige step in and mm-hmm. do something, it can't be a shit film. Yeah, as I, long as he listened. And I wonder how much. Because I I feel like Feige is the one that's like I don't want you to fail. Yeah, well, because now it's Disney. It's it's attached to my well, because also it's, it's like, attached to my name. It's attached now. to my name now. Uh huh. 
if you guys don't listen to me, I'm going to say I had nothing to do with this. Yeah, exactly. But since you guys are joining, it's like you guys are going to be joining Disney. I at least want you guys to have a chance to make something good. Mm -hmm. This is what I think you should do because I've made all these fucking superhero movies. Mm -hmm. So I got a question for you. And this goes off of Dark Phoenix a little bit Mm -hmm. into Marvel. Could Marvel, when they reboot X-Men... What would you think of them doing an uncanny lineup? Like the first lineup we see for the X Men for them is the uncanny X Men. Explain. I don't. So that would. So be, they know, and I don't remember. So instead of the lineup that we see here, of like Mystique, you've got Wolverine, like all of the. Instead of basically, hey, let's take the '90s cartoon and just do that lineup. Um, the uncanny X Men, which I believe were the first X Men comics. When the X-Men were started, that original lineup was Cyclops, Marvel Girl, which was Jean Grey before she was Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, You had Beast, Angel, and Iceman. That's your lineup. I'd be down with that. Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, and Iceman. I'm down with that. Along with their arch enemy, Magneto, and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So the Brotherhood at that time was Mastermind. Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Toad. And then you can introduce more X-Men as you go on. I would be down for that, especially if you uh, somehow, I don't know, you might in this MCU now like Mm -hmm. kind of have like not have Quicksilver now. I don't think you're going to bring him back. He's dead. He's dead. So I don't think you're going to fuck that around with that. But you have have the other ones. Scarlet Witch is obviously. Scarlet Witch makes Scarlet Witch. Manipulated by Magneto, Mm -hmm. I'm your father. And here's the thing, too, and I want to throw this out there. that So every X-Men movie we've seen so far Mm -hmm. has just been, here's the X-Men, here's a ton of fucking characters to get your mind around, especially a first film. Mm -hmm. Could Disney do, like literally, could they do what they did with the Avengers? We're not going to give you an Avengers movie right away. We're not going to give you an X-Men movie right away. Solo characters. Let's branch them off into solo. Or is it like, well, no, they're the X-Men. They're really like they are together. That was, that was the point of the X-Men, like when they made the comics, mm-hmm. is you don't need a solo, like a origin movie yeah. anymore. It's they were born with these powers. Exactly. So that's kind of like scrapes that part out of it. You don't really need solos. Like you can have a these are the X-Men. Yeah. And then you can like set up the Brotherhood of Mutants. Really the only <sighs> The only one that I would say needs an origin is Wolverine. Yeah, really. Because he was born with his powers, but the claws, no. Yeah. Well, and like, I just, I wonder with them if, because I'll be honest, all of the, all of the X-Men movies I have seen in my life. So the original trilogy, so X-Men, X2, and Last Stand, Mm -hmm. um, which This blows my freaking mind. We fucked up the Phoenix Saga once already. Let's do it again. Yeah, why not? Let's do... And you know what? I'm actually going to look at something because I think I'm right, but I'm not actually going to voice my opinion until I know I'm right um, or I'm wrong. And I'm going to voice it anyways and be like, wow, guys, I'm a freaking idiot. Um, Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant C-Men, not (laughs) X-Men. Uh, let's see. Where's the X-Men last stand? Um, yeah, I was right. 
You want to know who wrote the Last Stand script? Hmm. Simon Kingberg. Who's Simon Kingberg, Johnny? The guy doing far, freaking Dark Phoenix. Oh, God. So you already wrote a movie that sucked about this. Why would I trust you with it again? <laughs> Let and me get a second another, chance, guys. And that's another reason why I think this movie is doomed to fail. Because although it was um, Burt Ratner who directed Last uh, Stand, it was Simon Kingberg and Zach Penn who wrote it. So that's why I'm going in with eh, not the best of expectations for this movie, which is, oh, okay. On New Mutants, he was just a producer. Like, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Wow, Dark Phoenix, he is doing the gambit. So here's the thing. Simon Kingberg, or Kinberg, uh, I keep adding a G in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So First Class, he just produced it. Then Days of Futures Past, he wrote it and produced it. Then we have... Um, Apocalypse. He wrote and produced it. Dark Phoenix. He's directing, writing, and producing. You want to find, like, here's the thing that I find funny. Is out of, for me, this is me, everyone else is different. For me, the movie that I thought was the best out of these, he didn't write or direct. The two that I thought, like, Days of Futures Past was rough. Apocalypse wasn't horrible. He wrote but didn't direct. The one that I think is going to be the biggest pile of crap is the one where he's directing, writing, and producing. I think I think we found the problem with this movie. Well, I think Marvel's just not going to hire him back. Though. Oh, no. He's not going anywhere near. He's Marvel. not touching it. Marvel, let's be honest. Russo's Marvel produced. has their pen of, like, directors and then up-and-coming directors that they want to They pick. Snag. They have their own they draft. Fi- they... They know how to find the good ones. They 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 have their own draft. Yeah, like the ones that they find. Like I am surprised that Patty Jenkins, who's doing the Wonder Woman movies, was not found by Marvel first. Like that is one where it's like, wow, you good on DC. They they yeah. got one for the team, right? They got um, one, and then they stole James Gunn for a movie. Um, yeah, a movie, a movie before Disney's like, ooh, you know, we weren't gonna take you back, but. Uh, yeah, now you're forcing us to take you back. We don't want DC to steal you away from us. Um, any final thoughts on Dark Phoenix or anything? I'm going to have, like I said, I'm going to go in with open mind. I kind of like the one concept they're going with and mm-hmm. given, uh, I think that's what it is, is that almost albino looking girl is mm-hmm. um, the Phoenix Force in her head. No, I don't think she's that at you all. You don't think that? No, I think that she is... Oh, shoot. What's her name? I'm just going to pull up comics. I don't think it's Emma, Emma Frost. It's not Emma Frost. Um, Who I am thinking it is, is let me pull up the Dark Phoenix com- comic really quickly, and then I will be able to tell you. Um, Let's see. Flip through these pages. It's a long freaking comic. Um, What's her name? It's like Xandar, Zandlar or something. Hmm. Here she is. Um, that's it. I was totally wrong. Um, Lilandra. Lilandra is the... Um, so, Imperial Center, Ruling Seat, 
of the she's the magistry shahar so it's a cosmic entity okay um but that's because i know we met we had mentioned before that lilandra might be in this and i'm pretty sure that's lilandra okay um fucking with um dark fucking with dark phoenix and gene gray but this is where you guys come in let us know what you think down below in the comment section here's the thing here's the people i really want to hear from and I know I have a negative outlook of this um, already. I'm not excited for it. I want to hear from the people that are excited for it. And mm-hmm. I don't And I don't want this to be an argument because I will say I might have been a little brash with my thoughts of this because of how much I'm not looking forward to this movie because I want the best out of these X-Men movies. But I really want to know where you guys are coming from. If you are excited for this, why? Tell me. Let's have a conversation in the comment section. I would love to talk to you guys about why you are excited for this and get maybe a new perspective on this that maybe I am not seeing. So let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. And Johnny, let's close out the podcast taking a trip down memory lane. And the reason why we're taking a trip down memory lane is there is news from this week that the live-action Rugrats movie, yes, I said that correctly, live-action Rugrats movie has hired its new director. And according to, where's this news coming from? Um, This is coming straight from the horse's mouth at Paramount. Paramount has hired... David Bowers to direct the upcoming live-action Rugrats film. The franchise revived, or, yeah, the franchise revival was announced last July. I missed the memo on that. And its release was recently pushed to January 29th, 2021. Most recently, Bowers directed the last three Diary of a Wimpy Kid films. So, Johnny, I want to ask you this kind of on the podcast on a nice kind of relaxing um, note. Rugrats is from our childhood. I really liked watching it on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to see Rugrats in Paris in the theater. Um, no, was that Rugrats in Paris? That was not Rugrats in Paris. Um, that was one of them. That was one. That was the second one. Um, I remember seeing the one that's vivid in my head. Was the one was Rugrats in Paris the one with the dinosaur car that was basically Dill's coming out party? I think so. I don't remember. Nope. I actually didn't Rugrats, see Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats the movie. That was it. The first one. Rugrats the movie. The Rugrats with, in Paris was they introduced Kimmy. That was right. Um, I remember seeing Rugrats the movie in theaters, which would have been circa what nineteen circa nineteen ninety eight. Um, was when that movie came out. So a young eight-year-old Ricky is when that one came out. And then Paris was 2000. So two years later was Rugrats in Paris, the movie. I I saw both of them in theaters. I just remember Rugrats, the movie, being the one that's prevalent in my mind. But I want to ask you this question about this. Is this a good idea? Is a live-action Rugrats movie really a good idea? Or is this just Nickelodeon Paramount trying to uh, 
get that nostalgia money while they can. Nostalgia money in the wrong way. I mean, just make another Rugrats movie or make it like CGI. I don't know. Maybe make it CGI. <laughs> Does well, live action mean CGI? I mean, according to Disney, yeah. True. <laughs> Look at Lion King. True. It's going to be like 90% CGI. It's a live action not all. Lion King. Like, I think the most they're probably going to have is like maybe like a few animals like kind mm-hmm. of realistically thrown in there so they're like for movement but overall i think it's just gonna be all cgi like is this gonna be one of those bad movies where it's like yeah we got baby actors but the baby's mouths don't move but like their voice actors are so we're gonna go back to um what's it called uh who's talking now yeah we're basically it's like there are babies here that we're getting to do the poses that we need to but their voice actors are in a recording so uh we got um we we we're looking for a redheaded three year old. Mm. We're looking for a ginger three year old with glasses. Or, or, and this is just me spitballing here. Yeah, are they going to make it? Because Chucky's a little bit older. Chucky can actually walk. Well, most of them can kind of walk, but like Chucky's the oldest. They Chucky can actually can function. Legit- and Chucky walk. can legitimately walk. Yeah. Tommy, not he so waddles. Waddle, the falls. baby waddle. Yeah. And then Phil and Lil are kind of like still unsteady but can walk. So here's the question I have. Huh. Is do they do it to where they get younger actors, so maybe child actors, to play the babies and they just scale everything? So it's like actual actors playing the babies but everything else like the couches and stuff. And parents and stuff are scaled to where it's like actual children playing the role of the babies, but it's just the adults are scaled to where, yes, we make this possible. I'm always wondering if they do sort of a (gasps) – Go ahead. Babies in sort of a motion capture suit so Uh they can get all the movement down. Yeah. And then CGI the rest of that to look Rugrat-ish. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, you bring, like, child actors in, the proportions are still going to be weird. Yeah, because they are not they don't have the same, like, baby fat. Exactly. Um, but if you kind of, like, Disney's version of CGIing that stuff and have mm-hmm. the adults be, like, adults. Because it's not going to be, like, peanuts, where it's not like we're going to see just the legs of stew. Um, exactly. That would be horrible. That would be um, weird. Or, but, like, cow and chicken. Or, like, cow and chicken. Or I could see it where it could basically be... From when we're in baby perspective, it's actual like child actors like CGI'd into like the baby fat and stuff to look like Maybe. the characters. But then when we're in parent perspective, like let's say if Dee Dee goes to grab Tommy, she's grabbing an actual baby. <laughs> like she grabs an actual baby and it's like that's what they see. But because that's the I will say this, although I think it's a bad idea because I just I can't see. I can't it in my wrap head. my head around doing I a live action. I can't in my head see it being good. When I see it in my head, I see it being like I can't see it looking good. Bad TV movie, you know what I'm saying? Like the Kim Possible movie. That's what I see it being like. Because um, the Kim Possible movie was I not received it, well. I can see it seeing being worse than that. So, well, I can see that too. Um, but here's the thing I want to throw out that I think is a cool concept with the Rugrats in general is that the parents' view and the baby's view of the world was vastly different. It was. Like to the babies, it was a big world and the world was our oyster. And the thing that I think that it can do very well is kind of separate those two. And 
the one episode I kind of think of is it's the episode where they had a box. And when you're a kid, everyone, everything. everyone has a box. A box can be whatever you want. Like your imagination soars. And they were basically like in the box. It's like, oh, it's a spaceship. Oh, it's this. Or like, one, oh, we're in a cave. And it was like Indiana Jones or trying to like, find. So basically every episode of Rugrats, whatever mission it was. It turned it, into something. It was so much more embellished because of imagination. Yes. Um, the only one that, the only person that I'm not nervous for in live action is Angelica. Yeah. You just got to get the right actress to play Angelica. You just got to get someone that's probably five years old. The right bratty kid to play Angelica, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, Angelica's a brat. And I hated Angelica. A, d- uh, a blonde, a dirty blonde. Dirty fi- hair blonde. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Dirty blonde okay. five-year-old. Yeah. Dirty blonde's a hair color, Ricky. That, yeah, that can act very... I know it's a hair color. I'm just... Just in case you know... I am just, I am just stating it so no one is confused. Yeah. Um, don't want any uh, people thinking you meant something else. No. Um, but Dirty blonde, the hair color. That just needs to act... To be able to act brat. Like a brat. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be too hard. Like... That is the, I'll be honest, that's probably the most exciting thing that I can't wait for is Angelica and her family, how they react. What I would do with this, make the adult adult, like mm-hmm. real live actors, make Angelica live act actress. Live child Live actress. child actress. Make the babies do A some. live child. We need a live child. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what did you just bring me? <laughs> Hide this. Get this out of here. <laughs> But go ahead. I wouldn't do motion capture for the babies. Yeah, we don't want a dead child. That would be bad. That'd be ro- weird. That'd be really bad. Are we bringing back bad dead baby jokes for No, we're not. I said child. Or did they grow on you? I said child. No, we're not bringing back dead baby jokes. Uh, Woo! <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> no, we are not, but go ahead. <laughs> um, And then kind of like motion capture... The baby, like, mm-hmm. gets, get babies of each of those ages. One for Tommy, one for Phil and Lil, mm-hmm. and one for Chucky. And CGI. We're talking actual babies. Bring in actual babies. Okay. But, like, you can have, like, kind of flip it between the two. Have actual babies for some perspectives of it. And then mm-hmm. motion capture how they walk. Mm-hmm. And then CGI parts of it to... Make it do what you want them to do. So, so then, when they go on their adventures. But then when the babies talk, is it is it the cheesy kind of thing that I'm thinking of, of like, the baby's mouth is not moving to the words, but I think the baby it needs is to, talking. We are so it, like in-depth with CGI, CGI the now, mouth. the mouth talking. Okay. But it's an actual baby being shown. I would do CGI that. Walking. And then like when the parent picks it up, it's going to be- It's an actual baby. It's an actual baby. I mean- that probably fits perfectly. I think that's the best way you can do it. I just, with me, I Do I don't... want this? No, not necessarily. Well, just bring it... me the cartoons again. It's been so many years since we actually had the Rugrats. I think if you reboot a cartoon, you're going to make a shit ton of money. Well, and making a live action cartoon is not easy. No, it's not. Um, And I mean, just look at Disney. Like, Disney has been doing well with them, but not all of them have been You didn't like favorites. Dumbo. I didn't like Dumbo, no. No. That was, like, the thing with Dumbo was two things. It was, one, they changed the story. Mm -hmm. Like, the story was different. But, two, they also made it to where the animals didn't talk. Like, the best part about Dumbo was the mouse. The mouse talked. And you took away his voice. 
you took away that character from me to where it's like, what? Like, this is stupid. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm just kind of proving my whereas, point. Not all of them are the best done. Beauty and the Beast, probably the easiest to do in live action. Yeah. Beautiful. But that's what I'm saying. Not mm-hmm. all of them, not all cartoons can be turned into yeah, movies I mean, so easily. And I think the thing that this doesn't have that Disney's live actions do is like, for example, when we see The Lion King, don't fucking touch that story. You keep that story from A to Z exactly how it was, and I leave that theater happy. Well, as look soon, at it this way. Beauty and Beast was A to Z basically the same except the one song. Yeah, they added Evermore. Evermore from the from the play. Yeah, but so it was whatever. from somewhere. That's what I'm saying. It was like, okay, they took this from the play. That's okay. Whereas Dumbo, I don't remember... It, it, Most of the other stuff. They kind of changed it because it was like, okay, we can't do the actual movie live action. We got to change it somehow. And I just didn't like it. Um, but, like, for example, The Jungle Book, they changed that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That wasn't exactly like it was. It wasn't exactly, but they changed it the right tweaks. Yeah, and I didn't hate The Jungle Book. I liked it. Um, I'm saying. Like, Ooh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I'm going to be like <laughs> you. Like, they made him I wanna huge. walk like you. Talk like you. They made too. They made the king orangutan huge. You know, I was actually okay with that too. No, but I know. Like, I like that they did that. But that's different from the. Comic. Yeah, that's true. I almost said from the comic, uh, from the cartoon. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Rugrats is, yes, they have episodes. Oh, how short Kyle was in there too. Exactly. But the thing they don't. The only thing that I didn't like about the Jungle Book movie is Rugrats, that they didn't have the vultures. I thought it was the elephant song they didn't have. They didn't have the elephant song. Yeah. And they didn't have the vultures at all. I wanted the vultures and the elephant song. Yeah, I would have liked to. Uh, at least something. Mm-hmm. Like the, even. The elephant song is my favorite. One of my favorites. Yeah. From... While, they're, while they're marching through. And even the vultures had a nice song. We're your friends. We're your friends. We're your friends to the bitter end. Like, that was the one thing where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not, like, heartbroken, but it's like, yeah, I'm kind of heartbroken. I would have liked I would like to have that, but then I guess it kind of worked well not having that in there mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. because that, like, and I know that, I remember that scene, they were singing their song to mm-hmm. Mowgli, and then Shere Khan sings the end part of it, and yep. that would have taken away all of what Shere Khan was in that movie. Yeah, he was more vicious. He was way more vicious, yeah. and Idris Elba was a great pick for that yeah. voice. No, he was. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from that. That's why I'm not like, oh, I didn't hate the Dumbo yeah. book. But I'm just was using Dumbo as an example. Yeah, yeah not all of them but, can be d- done well like that. But, and this is getting back to my Rugrat point, finally. Yes. Um, because they're a TV show, oh, yeah, they are true. not cemented to this is my story. They can kind of be creative with their story. Mm-hmm. And they that's a dangerous got, spot. They just got to be true to the characters. I think it's easier. To me, I think it's harder because you have too many liberties now. Because look at all the look at all the flops in the gaming movies. Yes, but here's the thing, and I think it goes back to our Dark Phoenix um, segment. Mm-hmm. I if I was doing a movie, I would prefer to have more liberties and more creativity because to me, I wouldn't want as an artiste or as a director. I wouldn't want to be pigeonholed into like this is your like this group of fans 
are going to be cult classic to this run. And if I don't have it exactly like this, they're going to be angry. I wouldn't like that. Well, here's where the... I would rather have it to where okay, I can have this unique story that I have come up with, and all I have to do is just make these characters unique or make these characters what they were. To not piss off the fans. Like, that's all I have to do is make them and keep... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stay true to the source material for the for the characters. I'm opposite of you on that mm-hmm. because I feel like it's easier. Your story is laid out, necessarily. Your general story is laid out. Then you're just following Let me outline. finish. Let okay. me finish. That, that's where you get to take your artistic liberties mm-hmm. on how it's portrayed. You get to say how this shit's portrayed. There were changes from Beauty and the Beast cartoon, some significant changes from Beauty and the Beast cartoon, the Beauty and the Beast itself. Some significant mm-hmm. changes from, um, what, why can't I think of it all of a sudden, from Jungle Book to Jungle Book yeah. cartoon. Like it didn't look exactly the same. Exactly. It wasn't exactly the same. Look at all uh, DC and Marvel, and I was getting quiet, I just realized yeah. why. Um, all the DC and Marvel movies were getting. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah, they fought because of the, the certain liberties, and a lot of them are doing really well. Look at all of the MCU, mm-hmm. almost all the almost all the MCU. It your storyline is generally taken from certain comics, mm-hmm. and you have your outline there, and then you get to take your artistic liberties from that. Yes. Whereas, like the gaming ones, have almost all flopped because you have too much open story to work with, or and I, not enough to not enough to play off of. I would say differently. To where, eh, you're kind of true. Well, I think we're saying the same thing in that sense by saying it differently. Where you think the biggest problem is that they are going off and doing their own thing. Where I would say, yes, that is the problem. The problem is because those games have a story that I have played through and I know that story. So give me that story. Well, so, like yeah. Take liberties with that story. But give me the exactly. Big key well, to I, it. I will bring a. I'll say Assassin's Creed, for example. Yes, not a terrible movie, not great. I, that was one of the ones I did not see. I saw it, and I thought it had Magneto in it. It did, and I thought this isn't a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. I also wasn't like I'm not going to rent it again. See, but the only reason I was going to buy it is because it was going to. Yeah, although I couldn't get in my size, mm-hmm. but I, they had a shirt that came with it. So I'm like, I want the Assassin's Creed shirt, but I never end up getting it because. I'm going to use this as the example for me of why I'm on my side. Mm-hmm. For example, what was one? What is one of the big problems I feel with X-Men? Just look at Dark Phoenix, for example. The biggest problem with them, Dark Phoenix is a one-shot story. If you don't give the fans exactly what they remember, they're not going to have a good time. And we're probably going to relive that two times in our childhood now mm-hmm. of not having a good time during that. But then I use, for example, you brought up Marvel DC. Yeah. What have we said about Marvel that is their best trait? Yes, they hit some of the comic book stuff, but they are not like, okay, this movie is going to be this comic book. What they yeah, do is, hey, we're going to take some of these different things, but they stay true to the character. Same with DC. We all fucking hated BVS when they weren't true to the characters. Liked Superman and Justice League because they started to be true to the character. Mm-hmm. Why do we love Shazam? They were really true to that fucking character. And Wonder Woman's great because they're true to that character. 
to where I feel like with this t- with a TV series with this, I would like to go with that route of I don't have an A to Z story. I just I have these characters. I'm true to these characters, and I can I can come up with a story that fits the Rugrats while in that story placing some Easter eggs that true Rugrat fans will like. Yeah, but the, the thing I'm saying with that, and I'm not 100% disagreeing mm-hmm. with, it, with you on it, I think we're start, starting to get to the same place. I always agree with you. You have to be true to the characters. Yeah. I will never argue against like, that. Because you bring up video game movies. Um, I'm going to bring two that we saw last year and just use them as an example. Which movie do you think was better? Like, you got to choose one. Because mm-hmm. if I look at your rating, you had them the same, but Johnny's ratings were usually higher than most. Rampage and Tomb Raider. Which one do you think was the better movie if you had to pick one? I liked Rampage more. That's okay. That's your answer. Like, that, I'm not going to let you think about it. Like you said, I liked Rampage more. So we'll go with that. The I'm thinking the same thing. I liked Rampage more. Rampage didn't really have a A to Z story. It was a video game that was, hey, I'm a gorilla. I'm going to punch this building. Punchy, punchy, punchy. But the story that they came up with mm-hmm. was a good story, and it fit. And plus Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like having the right cast worked. Where Tomb Raider, that is a video game that has more of a concrete story to where if you take more liberties with that and get too far away from the source, source materials, I think what we're looking at is if you have a strong source material, it's harder to get away from it. If you don't have a strong source material, it's easier to get away from it and kind of be more creative with what you want to do while staying true to the characters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, though, is the Rugrats... We're agreeing, but disagreeing. Because the Rugrats <laughs> do technically have a source material. The cartoons that we always used to watch. Yes, but I am Is not, it one long story arc? No, but I'm saying... I am not going to be... And that's the difference in this TV series. There are some TV series... I thought this was a movie. This will be. Yeah. Yeah, but you're bringing up the cartoon. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. There are some TV series, like, for example... Daredevil, that follows a 13-episode arc. Or like Titans, 13-episode arc, and each one builds off of the other. But the thing about Rugrats, which was great about the time, and why they're such great rerun cartoons, is you could just show anyone out of order. Like even the old Batman cartoons from the 90s. Great reruns because, for example, do you remember who was the villain in the first Batman the Animated Series episode. To be honest, no. Man Bat. Would you have guessed that? No. No, but every 99% of people would have said the Joker. No, he was episode two. The first episode we ever saw of Batman, if you watched it premiere, was the Man Bat episode. Then the next one was the Joker with the Christmas one with the jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid Nick, and that whole storyline um, with the Joker. But... After they're all like you're in season like six, you can rerun those and I could watch that second one before the first one and it doesn't really change anything. Like it doesn't make me feel like, oh, man, I wish I would have watched that Mad Bat one before I watch this one. 
And that to me is with this of like, that's a good thing with Rugrats is that it doesn't have a story arc that goes episode to episode to episode to episode. You just got to come up with what story do I want to tell here? But instead of 30 minutes, I have an hour and a half to tell it. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. Yeah, and I, I guess we got different opinions yeah. on, and I why my, my thing is things are you and I completely agree on mm-hmm. stick with the the character the characters make the characters yes. who they're supposed be to be true to them. And what I'm saying is basically I think it's easier when you kind of sort of kind of sort of follow your source materials, yeah, in order to do it. And I think mm-hmm. as opposed to too many liberties. Too many liberties start to shit on make shit movies. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So stick closer with your source materials as, like I said, yeah, Marvel Marvel, and DC don't necessarily just say, hey, we're doing this one storyline. That's it. Yeah. They go, okay, we're going to kind of pick from mm-hmm. these storylines. I need you to follow these. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say As I'm not saying... No, you have to stick with this storyline. Yeah. It's I need you to stick with these storylines to make this movie. And that's what I'm trying to say. You have too if you have too many liberties. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I keep saying that, but <laughs> I, I Dave Ostrig you there. <laughs> that that's the response Dave would have said. If you have too many liberties, mm-hmm. you have nothing to really and work. You have too I, broad of a view to work off of. I shouldn't have used the word liberties. Um, Because for me, it's more of a coming up with the story of, yes, like we both agree, true to the characters, that's number one. Mm -hmm. But, and I think with this specific source material, because there is no like, we've got episodes of like, these were stories that were told. I think that the thing that would make this Rugrats movie great is if you like... You can tell a creative story, take your liberties within that story, but as long as it's a story that would fit a story that I might see in a Rugrat episode, then you're golden. Exactly. Like, it has to have the same style. Like, you can't go off on a limb and go, hey, we're going to tell this story. Well, that story doesn't fit. Almost have the same layout as a drug out. Drug outs. Wow. I. (laughs) Fucking really the dragged dr- my the, the drug outs. My, my tongue really dragged on that word. <laughs> the rug the rug rats. rats. Um, like You're the same say the drug rats. Same, same kind of layout. Whereas they jump from the kids. Yeah. To then the they adults. go do the adults and then doing the adult things and they just see the yeah. kids doing playing and you then know, they jump back to the kids. You know who? I and was, that's what I'm saying is if you weren't if you were to like take too many liberties with that. Yeah. And just. Fuck around with that. And liberties, I'll say, is the wrong word that I should have used. Like, yeah. We're getting hung up on liberties. But the one thing I will say, getting to Rugrats, mm-hmm. is we went off on a tangent. I liked it because um, it was a nice little discussion there. Um, but I just thought about this in my head. You know who's the most important character th- for them to cast correctly? Grandpa. Grandpa. Grandpa Stu. Or Grandpa Stu? No. No. What was his first? Was it just Grandpa? I think it was just Grandpa. I thought that he was. Na- I thought Stu was named after him. Maybe. No, it wasn't. Stu was the father. Up. Yeah, Stu was the dad. Dee Dee um, was the mom. I just remember those. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Grandpa Rugrats. I thought he had like an actual name. Maybe um, I don't remember. Lou. Lou. Grandpa Lou. That was it. Knew it rhymed. Um, remember the remember uh, Dee Dee's parents, the Russian grandparents. Do you think they'd be in it? 
Maybe. Uh, depends on how far you want to go into the story. Because I think you want to focus on the kids more than anything. Yeah. Well, you got to have, like, Grandpa Lou, Dee Dee. You got to have Drew. If you're going to have Stu, you got to have Drew. <laughs> Stu and Drew. Um, and then the mom's name. Oh, fuck. What was her name? Um, Angelica's mom. Um, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Cause the, cause her assistant's name was Jonathan. Jonathan do this. Jonathan do that. Um, rug. It's going to kill me if I don't look it up. Um, just Rugrats characters. Just get them all up now. And Jellica mom. Um, Charlotte. That was her name. Charlotte Pickles. It was Charlotte was married to Drew. Dee Dee was married to Stu. Lou was Drew and Stu's dad. Um, their mom had died, I think. Yes. Um, then, ooh, Chucky's dad. Ooh, Charles. Charles. Was it Charles? He named him. They named him out. Yeah, that's right. Was. Charles Sister. Because Chucky's dad or Chucky's mom died in childbirth. Yes, with Chucky. Um, that's why. No, um, it was something shortly after because he has memories of her holding him. Okay. But, like, there were – and I'm, I can't remember if this was the TV series or the dark, twisted, like, real theory about it. Um, the reason that Stu uh, – not Stu. The reason that Charles is so protective of Chucky is because he lost his wife and he doesn't want to lose Chucky. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to Chucky because he doesn't know what he would do if he lost both his wife and his son. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I remember um, that. And then uh Phil and Lil and maybe t- Phil, maybe their parents Lil, we don't need them. Susie? Remember Susie? I remember Susie. Um cuz Susie was around the same age if not Angelica. older than Angelica. Yeah. Um and she was like the good influence compared to Angelica. She was the one that was like the, the counter to Angelica when the we finally got her. Perfect counter. Yeah. Um and then Kimmy obviously was the stepsister to Chucky. Chucky, yes. Um, I liked Kimmy because she she pulled Chucky out of a shell. Yeah, she started to break Chucky out of what he used to be. Yeah, where she was kind of like Stuff, a Tommy. Sort of the stuff Tommy used to do. Yes. And then, like, Tommy could only get so far with Chucky mm-hmm. at a point, And now Kimmy started to pull him even farther out of exactly. his shell. Um, but overall, nervous, not nervous, think they should do it, not do it. What I'm, are you thinking? I'm just saying, let Sleeping Dogs Lie or bring the cartoon back. <laughs> oh. Well, this is, I am intrigued for it because I love the Rugrats, but I'm not quite sure if it's going to be a good idea. I like the Rugrats, I just don't know about this. We will definitely have to wait and see if it is a good idea or not. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Also, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. That's where you can come and support MVP, make sure we can get our new studio quicker rather than, or sooner rather than later. Also, make sure to go to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Please rate the podcast five stars. It really helps us out, and it gets us into the ears of more and more listeners. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Johnny is at War Machine 9085. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Although you're looking at our logo, I want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube this week. I want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.